Hello, welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I am your host. My name is Chloe. Welcome or welcome back. I hope you guys are all having an amazing day, amazing evening, whenever you're listening to this. I'm excited for today's episode and it's kind of weird that I am because I don't really have anything planned. We're just going to talk. I'm just going to freeball it. All right. Um, I mean, I do have some pointers that I do want to, you know, kind of make sure I mention and uh, stay within a certain topic, but today's going to be pretty much whatever comes to my mind. So before we get on into, you know, my rambling, I want to just get out of the way what I learned today. So if you're new here, Hi, my name is Chloe. I am 19 years old. I'm in the DMV area and I am a fitness instructor. I have a podcast and, you know, I have some other little side things like, I I mean, like photography, for example. It's just a hobby, but if you are in the area and you want me to take your pictures, I would gladly do a little gig for you. So, you know, just putting that out there. Anyway, Today is National Coffee Day when I'm recording this, so it is a great day. I am very caffeinated, if you couldn't tell, and I'm very excited to be here and to, you know, be here for another another very special day, you know? Oh my goodness. All right. If you're new here, this podcast is called you learn something new every day because you really do learn something new every day. And if you don't believe me, you need to check yourself in the sense of when you are going about your days, when you're going about your life, be mindful, try to be present, try to be aware of what is going on around you instead of just going through the motions and half-assing everything and you know, just not really being present. Like we're always worrying about what's going to happen next or we're thinking about something that already happened. And you know, our head, it's like the lights are on, but nobody's there, you know, nobody's home. So if this is the first time you're hearing something like this, it takes practice. So it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to, like, even I can't just sit here and be present all day, every day. Like I have my moments where I, you know, am kind of not here. But the more that you try it, the more that you practice it, you become better at it and you learn a lot. You take in a lot more knowledge that you would have missed if you weren't paying attention. We learn, we grow through experience. And the only way to actually get what you can out of experiencing something is to fully be present for that experience. If you're not really paying attention during whatever you're experiencing, you're not actually experiencing it, if that makes sense. So one thing that I learned today, my one of my best friends, Emma, shout out. I love you. I miss you so much. She is extremely amazing and smart, and she goes to a school in Chicago. And I, I was going to say it, but part of me is also like, eh, like, let's not just like drop all of her information. Anyway, she's in Chicago, and I'm, you know, in Maryland. So it's kind of far, and I miss her, and I hope she's doing good. This is like my childhood best friend, all right? Her birthday is on Saturday, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, and I just ordered her flowers to her apartment for them to be delivered, and I've just never had to do that. Like, I've obviously gotten flowers for people, but I've never gotten them delivered because, you know, I'm so far away. 
And I just didn't know how expensive they are. Like, Emma, if you're listening to this, you're totally worth it. And I would have spent double what I spent for you. Triple. Heck, you know, I, w- I would have dropped my whole bank account on you. But, but I didn't. I just got you a, a bouquet. Um, They're really pretty. I got her these lilies. They look so good. Um, But I just didn't, I just didn't realize how expensive it was. But it's okay because they look good. And if they make her happy, that's what matters. And I was willing to spend a good amount anyway. Like I, I had a feeling they'd be kind of expensive, but like I just didn't. I've never had to do that, so I didn't know, like, exact numbers, and now I know. Now I know how expensive they are. So, that's what I learned today. I hope you guys learned something so far in your day, and if not, the the day is still, you know, we still got some time. Whatever, whatever, Even if you're listening to this in the evening, you never know what's going to happen. You really don't. So, let's just, let's just dive on into whatever I'm going to talk about. So, I told you guys I didn't really have a plan for this episode, and that's true, but I do have the title, which is kind of backwards with how I plan everything. The title is usually the last thing that I plan, but I did really like this concept, and I want to just talk about it, and that's just giving yourself a chance. I think way too many of us, and like myself included, I don't know, I think so many people like things get really hard and uncomfortable and scary and we just kind of shut down you know like our fight or flight is activated or our response is activated and I think people always talk about fight or flight but not freeze and I think that there's three reactions instead of just two um and I feel like I tend to freeze a lot I think that also that freeze response has a lot to do with trauma and I've definitely learned that that is a common you know uh what's the word like uh not side effect but for lack of a better term I'll use that for right now side effect of you know experiencing some form of trauma whether it's CPTSD or just PTSD from one event um but yeah I I feel like and especially with us being in the pandemic I just saw this interesting post yesterday on Instagram Brett shout out he sent it to me and it I should have written something down but it basically was just kind of saying that at this point in the the pandemic like our brains aren't wired for this like it's normal for us to all be so lost and confused and not doing so great because we're not meant to be in this sort of state for this long because basically the pandemic it you know it's been like what 18 months now like a year and a half and things in some ways have gotten better but in other ways haven't and in some ways they're just kind of stagnant and it's still going on and I think a lot of people are there's I feel like half the population is kind of like fighting for the old way to come back and they're just they're really trying to go back to what is considered quote-unquote their normal and I'm like well this it's not normal anymore because you can't just ignore the past 18 months like that's traumatic and you can't ignore it you can't suppress it because it's going to come up one way or another and then there's the other half who's like, we need to embrace this new normal. And I fully agree with that second, you know, that second half of the population who's like, okay, like, 
this happened, it's still kind of going on, and we need to learn how to live with it and work with it, you know, not against it and not, you know, try to push away what's, you know, what is the inevitable. And this post was saying how, like, you know, like, we've been... Our brain loves to know what happens next. And it was interesting. It was saying how, like, even if we don't know... What what was it? It was, like, some sort of study where it was, like, people would rather know what's going to happen and it be kind of a shitty situation but they still know what's going to happen. Like, they still know what to expect. Their brain can still kind of plan for this shitty situation. People would rather do that. People would rather know than to not know and have a better situation, if that makes sense. So basically, even if the situation is worse than if they didn't know what's going to happen, people would rather know and have it be not as enjoyable, if that makes sense. Basically, what I'm saying is we love to know. We love to plan. That's how our brains work. We don't work well when we're not able to, you know, kind of predict what's going to happen next. And with this pandemic, that really doesn't allow for us to predict what's going to happen next because over and over again, we're being proven that we can't because things happen, things change. And we, you know, there's just, there's not, it's, we're not supposed to know everything. And that's another thing that I also feel very strongly about. The universe and the world, God, whatever you want to call it, the source, you know, energy, whatever you want to call all this. This whole thing, this whole universe has no obligation to make sense to us. None of it. And we're always trying to make sense of it. And then it bites us in the ass because we'll be so sure about something and then when things go not that way, we, you know, we don't know what to do. We kind of freak out. We freeze. We, you know, that response is activated. So where I'm going with all of this is that it's very normal to not be all right right now. And you need to be nice to yourself and you need to still be giving yourself a chance instead of just giving up. Because trust me, I speak from personal experience and I've spoken to quite a few people that I know personally you're not the only one who's wanted to just give up who just was like you know what this is all just too much too crazy too unpredictable too much you know scary unknown like no I just can't do it anymore I've been there I still go there and I know other people do too I've been meaning to record an episode lately where I just kind of update you guys on like my mental health and my well-being, you know, that whole journey. And I was talking with my good friend Bianca the other day, or maybe a few weeks ago about this too, where, especially on social media, like everybody, I feel, okay, I think we're making great progress with the whole mental health talk and just just you know spreading information and knowledge and you know I see a lot of things on social media about like you know tips for being friends with someone with a mental illness and you know like helping people who might not really understand it or experience it firsthand they can kind of 
understand, okay, if I have a friend who's going through something, this is what I can say to them, and this is what I can do to them, and this is what I should do, this is what I shouldn't do. I've been seeing a lot of that type of stuff, and it's really good. I think that could be very beneficial. However, everybody's a little bit different, so it's not that simple, and I think that's what a big issue is right now, is people kind of expect everyone to have the same symptoms, and it's just not that easy. Especially if you have one or more, like, you know, disorders or mental illnesses, like, it's all gonna kind of, like, work with each other, you know? Like, it's not like they're all separate, like, they're all part of, I don't want to say they're part of you. Like, they're not you, but they are part of you, you know? It's not like they're just not there, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say they're they're part of you, Um, but they just you know, they all kind of, like, work with each other in some ways. So it's just, it's not as easy as just, here's the definition, the textbook definition, and this is how everybody's gonna react to this disorder or this illness. Like, it's it's just not that easy. And although we've made a lot of progress, what I was talking to Bianca about is everybody talks about the symptoms, everybody talks about the really ugly, messy stuff, or no, that no, they don't. They mention it, but they don't get in detail. And everybody's so supportive. And everybody's, you know, like, oh, like, I was really low and I got through it. And you can too. And it's like, that's great. I'm really glad that you got through it, Becky. But when things get actually messy, when things are actually low, when you're not past the low point, when you're actually in the middle of the low point, People don't talk about that point. They talk about the after. They talk about how good it is to get out of it. But people don't actually... I feel like the second things actually get messy and things actually get low, like, people just kind of disappear. I know... I, I unfortunately know, you know, I've had quite a few friends where, you know, they're like, oh, I'm here for you. And it's like the second I actually do need them, it's like... And they see how bad it can get from, you know, and I, I, I mean, I tell them, I warn them, but, you know, it's like, it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to actually experience it and actually see it for yourself. So I understand that not everybody has the mental capacity to, you know, not deal with anyone else's because it's not like I expect people to, like, deal with my problems. It's more like, hey, I really need to talk to a friend right now. I feel really lonely, like that type of thing. It's it's more like support than like, you know, solving, you know, like that's not, that's not, that's not healthy, but I don't know. I just, I think that people love, I think we've made a lot of progress with the mental health talk, but I think we need to make a lot more progress um, because some things that are being passed around can be a lot more damaging than they are good, so... Yeah, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on all that. Um, with all this, let me let me go back to what I was saying right before that, where I was like, I've been meaning to record an episode like this. I'm kind of coming out of a slump, but I'm also I don't know. I, th- I I'm definitely doing a lot better, but guys, August. September was too, but, like, not as bad. August was hard as shit for me. And 
no specific reason. I mean, I'm sure there were some external factors that might have, you know, not really helped me out. But it was just so low. Like, I was just so anxious and depressed. And I just, I couldn't really do anything. Like, I was frozen. I was completely just not there. And, you know, I would get done what I had to get done, but I would do the bare minimum. And I wouldn't, you know, I didn't take care of myself the best I could have this, you know, past two months. You know, I'd I'd be falling asleep half the time and waking up. And I'm like, I didn't even get ready for bed. I'm laying in my clothes in my bed and I feel disgusting and tired, but I have to get up and do stuff. And it's hard. Let's talk about that point where you get so low and anxious whatever you you feel everything at once and then all of a sudden you don't feel any of it and you're kind of numb and then you kind of start to have that like the apathy out like look outlook on life I hate that because it scares the shit out of me when you feel everything at once your body can't handle that and eventually it's gonna snap and you're not gonna feel any of it at least from my experience And at that point, that's usually when I start to be like, oh, like, fuck this. It's it's usually when I start to, like, actually, like, maybe I'll fall behind on my work or I just won't be doing as good. You know, like, I might noticeably be super tired. I, I might noticeably not be, you know, taking care of myself. Like, I'll show up, you know, my hair is clearly not brushed. I probably haven't slept in a while. I, you know... I'm not eating the way I need to be eating and whether I'm eating too much bullshit or I'm not really eating enough depends on my appetite like it just I get into this mentality where I'm like I don't give a fuck and I think that's why the mental health conversation yeah we've made progress but we need to make a lot more progress because The reason that we get to that point, or at least for me, the reason I think that I get to that point is because no matter what you're going through, life kind of keeps going on. And that's a blessing and a curse, but it sucks when you want to be there and enjoy the life that you have. And that's why I get so frustrated with myself because I love my job. I love my friends. I love what I do. And it got to the point where I didn't even want to go to do the one thing that I love the most in this world, which is spinning or teaching spin. It got to the point where I didn't even want to do that. And that would scare me. And that would make me upset because I still had to go. And then I'd feel guilty because I'm like, I'm teaching, but it's fake. I'm not even enjoying myself. You know, like just this whole cycle in my head. Um... But I think that is unfortunately pretty common in the sense of we all just kind of lose interest and we all lose, you know, it's like, it's like burnout, but more, you don't even have to be burnt out. You could still, you could be doing something new and exciting and you still could just be like, I just don't care. And that's how I was. Like the weather started to, it started to get a little bit cooler and the fall weather's coming. It's super, super nice out. The humidity is dying down finally. And I just didn't even want to go outside. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to do anything. 
what's the point? I'm just going to come right back inside. I'm just going to get right in my bed and I'm just going to sleep, wake up and do it all again. And as like low and dark as that could all sound, I mean, that's, it's honest. That's, that's, that's how it is. That's where my mind is at. And sometimes it's me being anxious about what's to come. Sometimes I get triggered about a past trauma and, you know, it comes back up and I relive it all again and, you know, all that. And that's the other thing about, like, there's mental illness and then there's, like, like genetic and then there's mental illness as in, like, caused from trauma. And I I think that's another topic of discussion that people need to have more is like talking about trauma and how it affects people and how we all have some type of trauma in our lives at some point or another. Some people have it, you know, worse than others, but that doesn't invalidate you and your experience. And it it affects us and how we communicate with people and how we have relationships with people, how we do our jobs, how we, you know, take care of ourselves, how we interact with people. Like, it all affects all of that. And so many of us just suppress our traumas or we don't recognize that it's trauma because we're taught that trauma is just, like, a a soldier going to war. And yes, that is trauma. Let me tell you, that's trauma. But there's more than just that. Trauma could be having an emotionally unavailable parent. It could be having a physically, emotionally abusive parent. It could be having... It could be having been bullied all throughout school when you were younger. It could have been being abandoned. It could have been assault. It could have been abuse. Like, anything that has a significant impact in the way that you live whether it was from your childhood whether it happened a few years ago whatever it is we all have something and unless you work through it when it gets triggered it's going to overtake you and you're not going to know it's happening because you're not aware of it you're not present you're not and I know it's easier said than done trust me there's some things that I'm still remembering from my childhood where I'm like, holy shit. That's why I that's why I block people when I get close to them. That's why I ghost people when I start to catch feelings because I have abandonment issues and I, you know, I was this happened to me as a kid and then, you know, my parent did this and that's why I don't trust anybody and this happened and this happened and that's why I have these issues and it, it's not an overnight fix. It's more about a journey of like learning and remembering and then working on yourself. I saw this, er, it was a podcast. I listened to this podcast recently where it was about trauma and like how people were wondering like, do you always have to remember the trauma to work on the responses that you have? So for example, say that, uh, let's see, let's see. Say you had an emotionally unavailable parent and now you attract emotionally unavailable partners into your life because that's what love feels like to you. You don't have to remember a specific moment 
of this emotionally unavailable parent where you needed them and they weren't there for you. All you have to know is when you get triggered and how to do the opposite. I don't know if that really made sense, but basically how to like work on these responses, work on these trauma responses is number one, be aware of it understand what your how you would normally react to it and then break the cycle and do the opposite so if your natural instinct is to you know start hanging out with this emotionally unavailable person and just fully lean into that if you normally would do that and you are aware of it take a second when you meet that person do the opposite it's uncomfortable, yeah. It it sucks, I know. But that's a big step. And it'll help you a lot down the line. Because if you, instead of leaning into them, if you walk away from that emotionally unavailable person because you know that you deserve better and you know that you need someone who's emotionally available, who knows? You could, you could, you could run into them the next day. And that's kind of how a lot of things work. I want to do another episode on all that, but I do want to do some more research um, because, I mean, I I feel like I know a good amount through experience and just my own learning. I just love learning about this stuff, but I do want to do some more research and planning for that type of episode. But anyway, oh my goodness, I feel like I've just been talking about myself. Let's give you guys some tips, okay, for all this life stuff. So, One thing that I really need to remind myself from time to time, and I like to remind my my classes when I'm teaching, is the fact that you, you are the most important project in your life. You could be writing a book right now. You could be working on getting a degree, whatever it is. And you could be focusing so hard on it to the point where you're not taking care of yourself you're not taking care of your family relationships you're not taking care of your friendships you're not you know like you're not you're not taking care of your fat your fish you probably haven't fed it in a week you should probably go feed it and clean the tank and you know whatever you have all these projects in your life right and we always get distracted by all of it but you got to remember that you at the end of the day you're the most important one you're the number one project you're the biggest project you're the most permanent thing in your life so act like it take care of that relationship that you have with yourself because they're going to be there the whole time they're going to be there the whole time with you so be nice to them when things get hard, when things get uncomfortable, that's when we want to shut down. That's when we want to give up. I know. I've been there. I still need to remind myself because our body's natural response to things is to take the path of least resistance. Our body and our mind do not like to do things that we aren't familiar with. We love to run away from fear we act in fear, out of fear. We act out of fear all the damn time. I see it way too often. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, whatever it is. Next time that you, you know, there's something that's kind of calling to you and you're scared to do it and you almost want to stop, 
It's like what I was saying earlier with the trauma responses. Be aware of what you want to do, what your normal, natural response would be, and then act opposite of it. Act despite it. Don't quit on yourself just because things get hard. Don't stop just because things didn't go exactly how you planned. Because, like I've been saying, we can't plan. The universe doesn't make sense. And it doesn't have to make sense. No one said it had to make sense to us. We're not entitled to that type of information and planning. Like, we don't have that. And we need to accept it. And once you do, you can get past that. And it'll be easier. So don't quit on yourself. You have to give yourself a chance. You can't give up on something before you even start it. It might be daunting. It might be terrifying. You might not know where to start, but you got to start somehow. And let me tell you, you're not the only one who's been scared as shit to do something for the first time. We've all had scary ass moments. We've all had moments where we don't know what we're doing. In fact, I never know what I'm doing. So... There you go. I hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just, you might surprise yourself. In fact, I think you will surprise yourself because we're a lot stronger than we think. We're a lot more powerful and adaptable and resilient than we think that we are, especially when it's a new situation. Because again, our brains like to plan. Our brains like to know what to expect and so if we don't know what to expect we automatically assume we're gonna fail we automatically assume it's gonna be really bad and maybe you do fail maybe you do get rejected so what now you know and now you can move on with something else instead of worrying about oh what if i did this what if i tried it there's no more what if if you do it if you try it The harder that you are being on yourself, the more that you're doubting yourself, the more energy that you are wasting. Stop wasting it. We don't have time for that. Okay, get rid of those nasty comments to yourself. Try to be nicer to yourself and you'd be surprised at how much of a difference it makes. Another thing that I need to remind myself too, when you're feeling a little bit scared and fearful, say, for example... You have a plan to, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Maybe you're getting your first tattoo, all right? You've been excited. You've had it planned. You've had, the ske- you've had it scheduled for months, and you have had this tattoo in mind for years. Right the day before, let's say, I don't know, let's just say the guy has to the the tattoo artist the day before texts you and is like hey I'm so sorry like my my kid has an appointment tomorrow and I gotta go there and I, I don't know they can't come in tomorrow and they're asking if you can come in the next day now the next day you'd have to get some work done a little bit earlier in the day but you can make the appointment you're around you're not doing anything you can make the appointment but If you're starting to get second thoughts and you're starting to get a little bit fearful, you might be like, ooh, I'm just going to tell them I can't do it and I'm going to blame them because they canceled the appointment. Even though they tried to like work with you, you're just going to automatically be like, nope, nope, they canceled it. I can't go. Like, I can't make that. Like, how dare you? Blah, 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 whatever. Go to the appointment. Work with things. We don't let outside circumstances become convenient excuses. If you don't want to go to the appointment, that's fine. It's your body. 
All right? It's a permanent thing. You'd want to be sure. But don't put it on anybody else and don't make excuses that are based on convenient outside circumstances. You know, things that are external to you. Because you don't have control over that. You have control over what you do. You're worth the effort. You are worth the time. You are worth the energy, the hard work. And I think a lot of people just don't believe that about themselves. So even if you're one of those people, I want you to start telling yourself that. Just, I mean, it'll start small. It might seem silly at first, but subconsciously you'll start to believe it yeah change and you know growth and learning it's hard it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort but if you really do believe that you're the most important project in your life and you really do believe that you're the most permanent thing in your life why wouldn't you put in that time why wouldn't you put in that effort it's for you you deserve it. You owe it to yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So why wouldn't you? Help yourself out. Be nice to yourself, okay? There's always going to be those people in your life that are going to try to put you down, that are going to try to talk shit about you and, you know, just, you know, demotivate you, whatever. There's always going to be those people that are going to be rude to you and not believe in you. And that's, it sucks, but it's normal. It's natural. And a lot of it is people just projecting their own insecurities onto you, right? They're just jealous. There's always going to be those types of people that are going to put you down. But your job is to make sure that you are not one of those people. Because if you are one of those people, you're not going to... All those people have power over you. You can't do that. You have to show up for yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to. If you don't like yourself, no one else is going to... What makes other people... Like, if someone sees someone that doesn't even like themselves, why would they try to, you know, why would they, like, put their energy into you? Does that make sense? I don't know. Just don't be that person to yourself. Show up for yourself. I want to leave you guys off with, like, one more little, like, concept. This is kind of tied into everything. Kind of not. And you might think I'm crazy for all this, but, like, you also might be like, holy shit, Chloe you're right I know I know I know okay here it is there's a theory um okay so basically happiness is not good for the economy all right I'll say that again happiness is not good for the economy if we're all happy we wouldn't need more. And if we don't need more, we're not buying more and the economy suffers. So, this is how so scary marketing and stuff has, like, is influencing us. If someone wants to sell anti-aging cream or serum, whatever the fuck, 
How are they going to sell that? They're going to make everybody worry about aging. They're going to make everybody worry about their wrinkles. Right? What if somebody wants you to vote for a specific political party? What are they going to do? They're going to make you worry about immigration. They're going to make you worry about, I don't know, whatever the hell they stand for. They're going to try to convince you that you should worry about it. What if someone wants to sell you insurance? They're going to make you worry about fucking everything. All of it. They're going to make you worry about it. Even if they don't have a good reason. They're like, well, you should worry about it. You should be stressed. And then we're all stressed for some reason. Someone wants to sell you uh, plastic surgery. What are they going to do? They're going to make you worry and highlight your flaws. Your physical flaws. They're going to make you feel as if your body isn't enough as it is. Right? And then we go to spend the money. If someone wants you to watch their TV show, what are they going to do? They're going to make you feel like you have... You are missing out. Right? FOMO. They're going to make you worry about missing something that's quote-unquote important. Right? The drama. Someone wants you to buy a new smartphone. What are they going to do? They're going to make you feel left behind. They're going to make you feel like you don't have the best of the best. And that's, that's bad. That's wrong. Oh, you have the iPhone 11? Well, I have the 13, and the camera is just slightly better. Even though the 11 has a great camera, they're going to act like the 13 is even better just because it's slightly newer. Like, that doesn't even make sense. To be calm in this world, in in this population, to be calm, to be happy, it's almost like a revolutionary act. To be happy with non-upgraded existence, to be comfortable with our, our natural, messy, confusing human selves wouldn't be good for business. And that's why I think the mental health conversation needs to be talked about more. And that's why I think we need to give ourselves more chances before we go ahead And just believe what everybody else is telling us. Because they're telling us something so that we believe something that they want us to believe for their own benefit. With all that, I hope you guys have been mind blown. I hope some of this made sense. I kind of enjoyed just talking. It was nice. Make sure to follow this podcast so you don't, and you know, turn on that notification bell so that you don't miss an episode. I do upload every Friday. Send this podcast or the episode to a friend who might benefit from it. It really does mean a lot to me and it really does help me out. Make sure to like and rate this podcast five stars. You can message me on Instagram, follow me on there. It's Chloe.Vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in Violet, E-T-T-E-R. You can message me anything that you think about this episode, any topic ideas or requests or questions, whatever you want to hear. Let me know. I want to know. I love constructive criticism, and I do this because I want someone to learn something from it. So let me know if there's anything I can help you out with. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It really does mean the world to me. I hope you all have a beautiful day. And if not, the sun will rise and we will try again. Thank you, guys. I'll see you all next Friday for another episode. Peace out.